friends, and welcome back to Recap of SCOM, Season 4, Episode 7, We Must Stand Together in SCOM, Season 4, Episode 8, The Biggest Losers at School. Bruh. Yeah. I have a new favorite scene. <laughs> oh. I just keep trading scenes and getting, like, new favorite scenes. I really am. Bruh. I want to, do you know what it is? I can think of, like, ten different ones, because these two episodes were so fucking good. Like. Yeah, they were. I forgot were how good, good they were, and, like. There are so many good... I know there are certain scenes that we're going to have a lot to talk about. Judging by me and what my favorite scenes have been in the past... I don't know. What do we think? <laughs> I can think of a handful, but like... I don't know. We'll have to see when we get to it. Uh, I know there's one scene. We actually got a lot of voice messages about a certain scene. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do want to see if we have Bruh, any like... before... Because I haven't listened to any of them, because they just got sent in. They were getting sent in as we were recording the other two episodes, I know. So I was like, oh, shit. Really? Yeah. There will be... There, there's definitely some unexpected shit that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff that I did not see going down. <laughs> yeah. So there are two that aren't real about the scene, so I guess we'll start with these. So we got a bunch of messages from Abby Caceres. Oh, sweet. I guess we'll play these two before we start after talking about the episode. This one is... Hi, beware the amount of messages, lol. Ritual from Sana. Ooh, yes. Hi, guys, I'm back. <laughs> I didn't have anything to comment before, or maybe I forgot to comment. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I did want to mention, I don't know if they told you this, or if you heard, if they, you mentioned it in the previous episode, because I haven't heard it yet, I'm going to listen to it right after recording all of these messages. <laughs> be prepared, because there are going to be a lot of them, I told Billy. Um, anyway, uh, you know how Sana watched her fa washed her face before praying? So I, when I saw that, I asked someone, I wasn't a scam group, but I did ask someone who, was, who is a Muslim, and I think that they have to do that before they pray they have to wash their hands and wash their face it's like part of the ritual of the watching your face before yeah <laughs> makes sense i see that i i don't know if i thought i heard that or knew that before but i do think that was a thing where like i mean in the first episode where she had to party and she goes in the bathroom to wash her hands and face and then she tries to maneuver her way through the other room trying to make sure not to like touch really mm -hmm. anyone because like i think washing her face is more like a purity cleanse and like yeah, before you making pray. yourself, like, clean beforehand. Yeah, so. I definitely see that. Yeah, I see that, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the next one we'll play now, we'll play a lot more later on, but, um, is Nora said that Wilhelm doesn't love her. So another thing I forgot to mention is how you know how Nora said that Wilhelm, I, sorry, William, uh, <laughs> William doesn't love her, and I think that an important thing that we should really keep in mind when it comes to relationships and even though they're young so they're, they're still learning is that man you shouldn't really assume what the other person feels like you shouldn't really assume that that's exactly what they feel you know like the and i think it's an important thing to remember because i isaac said this in the previous season uh, let me check the quote real quick uh, he said, which is 
you only feel what you feel, so you really shouldn't assume what other people are feeling. And so I'm not exactly sure if Will William <laughs> feels this way, but at the moment, this is what we feel that Nora feels. So that's fine. But you definitely, yeah, you definitely shouldn't assume what other people are feeling. Yeah. I know I'm guilty of that. Oh, me too. Because I have, like, major rejection sensitivity. So, like, I'll just be like, oh, you hate me. It's like, no, 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 I don't hate you. <laughs> but it's just, oh, it's, it's definitely very easy to project your own feelings onto someone else and be like, oh, they obviously think this. It's like, no, actually, they probably don't. It's probably just what you're feeling. And you think, well, obviously, no one else, everyone else has feel this way. It's like, no. They actually don't. Yeah, just got to give them a chance to explain themselves. So I definitely see that. Yeah, I agree. I think that. I definitely, I should be more, like, follow my own advice, but I agree fully. Yeah. Um. So we'll get more into the Abby's messages when we get to a certain scene and topic. But until then, we will be starting with the first clip from... We Must Stand Together, which is Playing Alone, released on Saturday, May 27th, 2017 at 3.09 p.m. So San is playing basketball by herself in the yard, and Yusuf comes in and gets the ball, and she's like, hey, give me the ball, and he's like, come take it, and she's like, seriously, I can't be bothered, give me the ball, and he's like, I can't take it, I'm gonna keep the ball then. And so they kind of like, do the little flurry play a little bit. And, they get all flirty. Yeah, it's a little flirty. And then Alice comes in asking to join, and Sonny immediately is like, I play alone, and takes the ball. And we see Alice apologize. He's like, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't know we stuck with your friend. And then just continues to play by herself. And it's obviously not for the reasons that we, like, think, but, like, I do like the deep apologize. Yeah. Even though, like, technically other shit went down than we thought. Yeah. Because um, I do think in of mind, she still thinks that Alias and his friends initiated the fight. Yeah. And so. For sure. Yeah. The next clip is called Ramadan, released on Sunday, May 28th, 2017 at 5.29pm. So Sana is scrolling through screenshots she took of Sarah talking shit about everyone. Literally, she's talking shit about everyone, like Vilda, Ava, Sana, Ingrid, who's her best everyone. friend too. Like, I know, I saw the Ingrid one, and I was like, ooh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> she, she was talking shit about everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Then she hears um, the Bloom boys outside, and they're kind of talking about how they're doing with fasting and all that. And one of them asks where Yusuf is, and they say that, oh, he's out with Nora. I still, at this point, was like, no, something else. Yeah, you're like, no, this is I not. truly did not believe. Uh, that they would end up together, they were starting to end up together. I was like, no, I swear to God, this is going to be one of those switcheroos where she's like, what are you talking about? No, we were talking about Okay, different. so th was there any point during these two episodes where you thought that before it gets revealed? Like, even for, like, a little bit, be like, oh, maybe. A very small part of me for half a second when they were talking and she was like, oh, I have something to tell you. Or, like, when they were talking in person after yeah. she said I had something to tell you. Uh, and she was like, I already know. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like half of me for half a second thought and then i was like no 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 then now this definitely feels like a setup <laughs> yeah for something different and because sana hears this we kind of cut to her crying in her bed yeah poor sana 
And then she sees Nora's email password on her notebook. Bro, and she looked over and saw, I was like, fuck, fuck, what are you doing? <laughs> Bad idea. So. Did she ever, oh, she did. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's all coming back now. Yeah. She, um. Oh, that's, oh. Okay. Wait. Okay. It's all like coming to me now because she didn't, spoiler for you, she didn't email because oh, she wanted to help. She emailed because she was jealous and wanted her to away from, from Yosef. Now it's all like. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. In some defense, I, I do think she wanted to help Nora as well. I think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I wonder how this is gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I will say, it's kind of fun. We don't actually see her, like, even type out or send the email or anything. Yeah, I forgot about it until, like, you mentioned it now. I completely forgot. Which kind of throws... Yeah, I, I will say, that was, should have been something that was... Actually, and the episode where she like log- at the very least she logged into her email and then went from there. Like it could have ended there and be like, okay, yeah. we can imply what happens, but I think we should have saw more. I had zero clue until you just mentioned it again, and then it all just came rushing back yeah. to me and connected in my brain. <laughs> um, the next clip is called Sarah Norris Two. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. God, this is a mess of an episode. Isn't it? <laughs> it's so messy. Which was released on Tuesday, May 30th, 2017 at 2.15 p.m. So Tana created Sarah Norris 2, which is Sarah's profile just with a 2 to be, like, different. Yeah. And Second one. Yep. <laughs> and she take she goes to her post that she had the um Sarah talking show at Ingrid post. She goes to that one specifically. It's, we see it's been up for a bit and no one has noticed it. Yeah, so I noticed. I was like, no one's looking at them. And so she tags Sarah first, looks out the window to see her reaction oh. to it. Oh, all this transpiring is very true. I also love how it's, like, kind of silent for this part. Like, we hear some, like, dramatic music and everything, but it's kind of silent, and we just see reactions outside the window. We don't see, like, anyone yelling or going, what's this? Like, I like how it's very toned down, and we just see how they react to it. Yeah. So, Sarah is kind of looking at her phone we see, and she's like, oh, what is this? Like, kind of like, oh, no. She's like, fuck, what's and this? And then, <laughs> and then, Sana tags Ingrid. Oh, fuck. In that one. Now they'll notice. <laughs> and, and we see Ingrid kind of, like, show Sarah, and, yeah, and before anything else can happen, Nora shows up and interrupts Sana's thoughts. Yeah. And is like, hey... Um, I want to talk to you about something, and this is what you were talking about, the, like, half second where you kind of fell for it, where... Yeah. She's like, it's about Yusuf, and it sounds like, I know, it's fine. And Nora asks her, like, do you like him? And she's like, no. Like, right away, she's like, no. Which... Yeah, it was, it was this part kind of where I thought maybe, because she, her whole instinct was to first ask if she liked him, so I was like, oh, wait, maybe she's asking because she doesn't want to date him if... Sana wants to date him, but I still was like, but I feel like there's something different going on. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. And then we kind of see Sana go out and she confronts Sarah about the post that where Sarah was talking shit about Sana. Giving her some kind of mental alibi. Yeah, <laughs> which is smart because she essentially is like saying like, hey, take this shit yeah. down. I don't know who did this, but take it down. Like, And then yeah. storms off. Which, smart. What Sana is doing in this moment is wrong, but she's doing it in such a good manipulative way, which I kind of yes, I, like, I, it's it's I, one I of those like it. 
it's one of those things where like obviously you shouldn't be doing this but you're a fucking genius <laughs> it's kind of like with isak in season one where he did that whole big thing and it's, and it's like this is bad but i kind of respect it a little bit because you are doing very good <laughs> i respect the hustle i respect the hustle i do <laughs> it it's good the next clip is called Someone's Attacking Us, released on Wednesday, May 31st, 2017 at 10.49am. So Sana goes up to the group of girls, and they're all talking about trying to get in contact with Sarah, but she's not answering. And we start to see that they're all kind of worried about her, and I was like, oh shit, this is not going the way Sana wanted it to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but shit's not going her way. Yeah. She miss she miss uh misread the situation and now uh, it's you can see her start to go, fuck this is not gonna go well for me. <laughs> yeah, we see that Sana actually deletes the account after this. Yeah, you could she's like this is not going well. I should probably delete the account before I fuck up more. Yeah. Um, the next clip is called "The Group for Us Who Have Been Subjected to Cyberbullying." Ah oh, yes. Released on Thursday, June 1st, 2017 at 3.45pm. So Ingrid adds on to a group chat called the group for us who have been subjected for cyberbullying. And Ingrid said that she talked to Sarah and that those messages were from a long time ago. And that she's sorry for all of this and kind of is saying that Sarah is working on figuring out who did this. Yeah, she was like, oh, she's going through all her old chats. And I was like, and the, and the moment she said that, I was like, fuck, they're going to think it was Isa. Yeah. <laughs> this is not good. Sana, you're really fucked up. But then the girls start thinking that it could be Vilda. Yeah, and I, I was like, fuck, because like she says, no, it can't. What do you mean? They're a different color. And then despite all the messages she's sending, which happens later in the episode too, but despite all the messages she's sending, they are already on a roll. They're already talking to each other. It's, yeah, it's because, like, I think when Sana sent it, someone sent it, like, right after, and, like, they kept adding where, like, her message yeah. got lost in the shuffle. So they didn't even, I don't got think they really saw that. And they chaos. kind of, like, were like, oh my god, it's Vilda, it's Vilda the Vilda. And she's like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Shit. Things are getting bad. Yep. Fucked up. This is why we shouldn't have done it. <laughs> But then, Sana sees that Jamila's in her kitchen. And so far, they're civil. Honestly, they stay civil. And uh, I like the conversation that they have and everything. It shows that, like, there's no bad blood still. Yeah. They're outside sitting on a swing, then they um, chat a little bit. And they kind of talk about, like, Jamila, who is now, I think, graduated. She kind of like, hey, did you have that teacher who, like, always wore the same shirt? And she's like, really? That's gross. And it's kind of like, they're... They're bonding. They're talking about how they're fasting and everything. And yeah, we see that despite everything that happened in the past, they still have that little connection, yeah. which is nice. That's good. Because, like, I know Sano, like, they were friends for a bit and they talked about shit together. And then it kind of got fucked up by high school and, and Sana doing that post and everything and everything just got fucked up. And it's nice to see that she still has someone that she can connect to on the Muslim side of things. Yeah. The last clip of the episode is called Fucking Over Their Friends. Released on Friday, June 2nd, 2017 at 3.34pm. So, Villa's crying. She's crying. And Sana goes up to her and is like, what's wrong? And Ava explains someone made a 
Instagram account for Vilda and posted a bunch of shit about her. Oh, no. Yeah, and Ava, who seems to be the most, like, anti-against whoever did this, and she's like, the person who created this account must yeah. be horrible. And Sana's just, like, standing there being like, oh, shit. She's like, fuck. <laughs> like. <sighs> this is not good. <laughs> yeah. Also, now someone's going after Vilda because they think that she did it. Now Vilda's a victim of all this, and Sana's just like, oh, shit. Like, this is spiraling a little further out of control than I thought it was gonna. This is not who I was directing anything at and now it's on to someone else and it's yeah and, and I think Vilda even said like she thinks that Magnus is gonna break up with her she says that Magnus thinks that maybe Vilda cheated on him with Alias and like yeah she probably talked about like ooh he's kinda hot or something yeah like it was probably just like that thing but a throwaway message yeah and so then cause she was saying we did see her earlier going ooh wow like Alias is attractive and like talking to him a bit and everything so we did see her doing that and I think that was the purpose of us, of that being there, so yeah. we could see it. And then in the future, this came out. And we'd be like, shit, no, she didn't, though. Yeah. <laughs> then Sana texts and the group and is like, hey, it wasn't Vilda created this. And Ingrid said she knows it was Isak. Oh, fuck. And Sana's like, no, it wasn't him either. And she's like, yes, it is. He admitted it. Oh, shit. And, then she... and honestly, I knew Isak would do that if they <laughs> accused him of it. I could feel that he would do that. Yeah. I was like, honestly, uh, I w at first I was like, oh, fuck Isak when he finds out. And then I'm like, actually, if Isak found out that Sana did this, he would probably, he's a very forgiving person lately. So I feel like he wouldn't be mad. He would just be like, okay, are you okay? Because mm. shit's going down and you seem to be like mad at everything i feel like we should talk like yeah. why did you do this i don't feel like he would be immediately pissed and they do talk because isak is yeah. right behind her when she turns around and he's like hey so what you been doing what's going on <laughs> and they talk and... and i like this conversation this is a good conversation yeah yeah they talk a lot about um how sana feels about being a muslim in norway and how like there are so many racist people in Norway and like all the looks she get and all that stuff. And yeah. And all the stupid questions that people are constantly asking her that are racist and all that. And Isak kind of plays double advocate on that side where he says like, no, the stupid questions are the most important because that way they can get a clear answer from you and people who are Muslim and who live like that to get the correct yeah. information rather than looking up online where the same place where they're, everyone's talking about how Muslims are terrorists is online. And that's what almost like scares them. And like, I think he, he's kind of implying that like a lot of the racist stuff is more from like fear, not hatred because mm -hmm. of all the like stuff that where people say that Muslims are terrorists and all that and all, all that stuff. He said probably one of my favorite quotes in this scene, which is when he said, like, if you don't answer those stupid questions, they're going to come up with their own answers. Yes. I love that. I was like, oh, that's that's actually something to think about. That's very interesting. So because I know I get like really annoyed, especially when like parents, because my parents will do this sometimes, which no fault. They just don't know. Mm -hmm. They'll ask really dumb questions about like... <laughs> Me being a lesbian or me being gender fluid. Really stupid questions. And um, I get annoyed immediately because I'm just like, oh, why would you think that's such a stupid question? And obviously, if I don't 
answer that, like, they're just going to come up with their own conclusions yeah. on what it is, rather than me educating them. So, or educating anybody that asks me questions like that. So, I didn't even really ever think about that. And now he said it, I'm like, that's actually a very good point. Like, maybe I should answer some of those stupid fucking questions so that people know. So, yeah, it made me think that one. And um, this is where Abby sent a bunch of messages, mainly talking, I feel like this is a good place to have it, because it's mainly about religion. Yeah. So, we will be playing some of those. This is the first part of religion. Ah, now I'm too long messages. <laughs> you talked about religion, and I also wanted to pitching about my experience with religion. Uh, I'm not religious. <laughs> I don't think I ever was. Um, but I did grow up in a Christian household so i grew up in that religion but i wasn't like i said i didn't feel like part of that religion so i like right now i'm not religious at all i don't like religion and i agree with that i think religion can give you a lot of anxieties and problems with your self-esteem and yeah so i remember that you the when i was in church i always told you that you have to be kind to each other that you have to be friendly that you have to include other people to make them feel like home because you're like brothers in christ and stuff like that but i always felt so segregated whenever i went to church no matter how much i tried to be friendly i always felt so separated like they didn't want me to be part of their groups hmm. i definitely see that i my mom was born catholic she grew up Catholic, and I don't know what I was baptized as. I might have been baptized Christian, but I was baptized. And I know I did go to church every once in a while when I was younger. And then when I was older, especially, like, right after COVID, I would say, while I was still living here, I started to get into church again, and I started going again. Because I really liked the church I went to. It was a very inclusive church, and everyone there was really nice. And I fully agreed with the whole everybody be kind to each other thing. And that's what I liked most about it. And that's how I felt it should be. Like, I felt that, oh, obviously Christianity is like a very, it's a religion where it's like, be kind to each other, be nice to each other. And I feel like a lot of people get lost in all the little details in the Bible and don't remember the basis of it, which is to treat others with kindness. And that's why I, for, I originally got into it, because I was like, that's my main thing. I like to be kind to other people. Mm -hmm. So obviously this is where I should go. And after I moved, I definitely lost that and decided to get out of it a little bit. Um, and now I don't really have religion at all, which I'm fine with. I've, yeah. I've never really been that religious. I kind of got back into it just specifically for the lessons I saw. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even really read the Bible when I got back into religion. Like, it was more just, I went, and I was like, ah, let's all be kind to each other. These are the lessons we can take away from going to church. Mm. But I do agree with the whole, for some people at least, and for a lot of people, religion causes anxiety. Because that's what Sana said um, in, I don't know, it was like one of the previous episodes, where she says, I think she says just that, actually. Like, there's a lot of anxiety around religion, because... A lot of them, you just have to follow rules very specifically. Some of them are a bit looser on that. Some of them aren't. And it's just really is stressful. I think it was Yusuf that said that, actually. And I do definitely agree. I remember him saying that. And I remember agreeing with it 100%. Because, like, everyone has this way of what they think 
a specific religion should be and what rules a specific religion should follow. And if you don't follow it, you're not a good follower of that religion. And that's just pure stress in my opinion. Like, I don't think I could do that. So that's one of the reasons I don't really do that anymore. But I mean, to each their own, but I definitely agree with that. Yeah, no, I agree. I did grow up like Christian and all that. And like, and like you, I, I went to church every now and then, not a lot, like not every day or whatever. Mm. Um, and I think we talked about this before because I'm getting very deja vu. But um, yeah, yeah, I kind of just like I kind of realized that I prayed or like I believed in God mainly because I thought I was supposed to for a lot of the time, yeah. and I was kind of like, oh yeah, that's what my mom and dad did. That's what everyone says to do, and like. It went until I got older, I was like, oh, I don't know if I ever really did. I kind of just went along with it because I didn't really know anything else. So, Exactly. Yeah, that's my experience with that. I used to head up Bible study groups when I was, like, growing up. I think I was, like, a teenager or something. I knew nothing about the Bible, but I would, like, watch all these kids. I would be, like, one of the kid watchers where all these, like, seven-year-old little boys were running around and I had to watch them um, and come up with, like, cute little lesson plans with, like, I don't know, building blocks and marshmallows or some shit. Um, but I remember doing that like every week and I literally knew, no I don't remember anything about the Bible. I don't even remember if I knew anything back then. I had one, but I don't even remember if I really read it and took it in. Mm -hmm. I would just be like, let's build this Adam and Eve related thing or something like that. I just <laughs> be like, this thing seems good. Make this children. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we got a second part about religion from Abby. Mm. And it's not like they were being mean or anything, but it's just, I don't know if you felt it, that, that kind of vibe that no matter what you try, like, they always separate you. Like, you're saying, like, you're not part of this. I don't know how to explain it, but it was really weird to feel so segregated in a place that was supposedly supposed to be, like, home. And I, I feel like that's one of the things that they teach you, but they don't teach it well. <laughs> He said they are really segregated and really inclusive, I guess, but no, exclusive, exclusive about the people that they try to include into their group relationships. And so I didn't feel comfortable there. So I stopped going to church because I didn't feel happy there. I felt so weird. I remember one specific time where my... My family over in Maine is, is very Christian, and when they lived here, we would, whenever we visited them every once in a while, if we visited them like on a weekend day or a Sunday, we'd go to church with them. And I would usually leave when the kids left, and I went with them to their um, like kitty Sunday school things. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, the adults would stay for, like, the bigger, like, worship stuff. And the kids would go off and play in their own specific aged rooms. And I'd go with the kids. Because I was like, I get along with the kids. I'm going to go play with them. <laughs> Even when I was, like, 16, 17 or something like that. I was like, I'm gonna, I'd am gonna, i rather go watch the kids than sit in here. And I think there was one time where they were like, oh, stay with us. Like, like don't go with the kids this time. Let's... Uh, you stay with the with us in the church, and we'll just learn some stuff. And five minutes after that, while everyone was singing around me, I started to cry. Like I was so stressed, I burst into tears. Like I was like, I don't want to be here. I really this, no. Like this was just when I was figuring out too that I liked girls as well. Mm -hmm. So I felt like obviously not by my aunt, 
who's very sweet, although a little misguided when it comes to things like that, still very nice about it. Um, I still was like, my big thing was because I was just figuring that out now. I was looking it up and then being like, oh, churches hate me. Like, that was like the first thing I, I was like faced with. So I was like, I don't want to be here. I'm very stressed. I So I started crying. And then my aunt brought me outside and was like, deep breaths. <laughs> and she's very sweet, but she was like, this is God speaking to you. And I was like, it's not. But <laughs> I was like, it's really not. But thank you. <laughs> I was like, it was like so deeply panicked. And while I love my aunt, it's, it's you can tell like, She's very much a woman of the church, and mm-hmm. and like when I like, I did tell her I was gay, and she was fine with it. But then, like later on, she'd be like, "And if God changes your mind," and I was like, mm-hmm. "Not gonna." <laughs> um, but <laughs> thanks. Like she'll say some things here and there where I'm like, mm, "No," but it does definitely speak to like, not a majority of Christianity, obviously, because there are churches out there that are like very inclusive and will be like, "Everyone, come on in. We don't care who you are, who you love." What you identified as were a place for everybody. And I love those churches. But definitely a lot more than some are very like, this is who you have to be to be here. Yeah. Like, you can't be this. You can't be that. Like, So I do definitely see that. Yeah, I agree. Second thing. So for a religion that preaches a lot of about love and stuff like that, they don't really love a lot. <laughs> I feel like they teach you more about what to love uh, specifically, like in that you should hate the things that don't go within that love space. Like, for example, I was taught to hate gay people. I was homophobic <laughs> before and when I was little, but I didn't know better because that's where I grew up in. Where that's what I was taught. I'm, I, I'm not homophobic per se, that they, I hated them, but I didn't, disagree, I didn't agree with it but because I didn't know it. And there was, a, I, but I was always curious about it. And I remember that there was a time in middle school when my, one of my friends came out to me as bi, bi, I did say, oh, are you joking? But she said, no, but I didn't exactly, I didn't hate her or anything. I was just like, okay, that's fine. That's good for you. I was actually really happy. And I said, I, I remember, do you remember saying, tell, thank you for telling me. And um, I don't know why I remember at that time. I felt so different um, because I felt like, you know what? She's my friend. Why should I hate my friend? And that's when I started to do more research about uh, LGBTQ. <laughs> and that's when I found that I don't, really, I don't exactly disagree with it. And I started to read more into it and found that I don't, I don't hate it. I never hated it. It's just what I was taught. And so <laughs> um, now here we are. <laughs> yeah definitely once people like educate themselves especially people who have like maybe throughout their life gone with just the people around them being like hey you shouldn't like this as a kid you go okay like it's just what you learn from the people around you and so once you grow up and you actually like look it up and educate yourself it definitely makes you go oh okay once you know more about it it's actually not as bad as (laughs) as people are making it out to be and I did have this friend once, very sweet girl. Um, she was very religious. She was Christian and she was very nice. So she never said anything like absolutely horrible. But I do remember that like 
it was me and someone else or something like that we mentioned that we were LGBTQ or something like that and she was like well I don't really agree with it but okay I was like what do you mean you don't you don't agree with who I am <laughs> what does that even mean <laughs> so it it did make me go like what no that's not a good thing that you said that and she was like well no I'm happy for you to be whoever you want I just don't agree with it I'm like but I don't understand what that means like am I fictional to you (laughs) what does that what does that mean so she's very sweet she just didn't know and I feel like once you educate yourself you definitely learn a lot more yeah and definitely the from what Abby was saying about like you know it's a religion where you're supposed to love everyone I definitely go through life like if I see a church being like oh no you're not welcome here you're horrible I'm like well then you're not Christian I'm sorry like I fully like be worship who you want to worship be part of religion you want to be a part of but Christianity at least from when I experienced it especially the more recent time I experienced it should be all about loving your neighbor and Jesus was all about you know loving your neighbor and being kind to others and helping others and and you know being a good person and if you're not then you're not following whatever Jesus said like if you're saying no you're horrible because of the decisions you make or I don't accept you for who you are get out of my house like if you say any of that shit you're not Christian I'm sorry you're just brainwashed like I don't I don't no offense to anyone but like it's if you don't preach kindness and sincerity like Jesus did Mm-hmm. then you're not christian in my opinion it's just it's not what you're supposed to do as a christian yeah that's my opinion at least no offense to anyone <laughs> that that offends but like i'm sorry if you're not kind to people if you're not you know if you're not loving your neighbor then like what the fuck are you doing mm-hmm. that's like the basic thing <laughs> that's rule number one <laughs> when she told me that that was the point when i stop going to church completely and i started to rethink about religion and stuff like that because i couldn't believe that they taught hatred so much to a group of people who are not different from christians they're like well i'm not christian but like they're not different they just they love like that's the important thing that they are able to love like that's what we should be encouraging instead of encouraging hatred towards people who love quote-unquote differently so yeah that's another reason why i stopped going and i stopped really believing in religion another thing is that they try to teach you a lot about how uh, being kind and being selfless which i don't think is a bad thing but it's bad when you prioritize that you know so they teach you that you have to be selfless and put others way, way above yourself and about how you shouldn't feel negative emotions, which is crazy. You should negative negative emotions are not bad. Like I said, they should be a balance. Of course, you're allowed to feel bad emotions, like you should feel bad emotions, but you shouldn't let them consume you. And that's what I learned something way later. <laughs> is that you shouldn't let them consume you, but it's okay to feel them. You know, you should, it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel sad or yeah. And they didn't taught you that. They taught you that you have to be selfless at all times, that you have to always have a positive uh, attitude and emotions. I definitely see that as well like i 
part of me kind of thinks that that's why for such a long time there's been such a stigma around mental health mm-hmm. because people who I don't know follow any specific religion are, pro- are usually just like from what I've seen at least if you pray and if you you know give yourself to whatever deity you believe in then you'll be fine it's like that's not how the brain works <laughs> like I definitely you can do that and if it makes you feel better it makes you feel better but if you have a mental disability if you have a mental illness it's not just gonna go away yeah so i definitely agree with like you know if if the, the stigma around it where it's like oh if you're just give yourself to this be selfless be kind to everyone and you'll be fine it's like mm, but if i'm sad i'm sad like like that's not being selfish it's just a state of being yeah no i definitely agree with that and so this to me brought me a lot of trauma it's something that i still struggle up to up to this day so whenever i don't want to go somewhere because i don't feel like going somewhere so selfish you know just i want to be alone or i want to be far away i don't know i just when you don't want to go somewhere like the rest of your family goes to or your friends and stuff like that they tell you that oh it's bad for example if you don't want to go with your family it's bad because you don't love your family and you should put family above everything because family is important and stuff like that and yes i get it but at the same time don't i don't get it because you should really if you don't want to go like you're not forced to do that it's, it's okay to have your bad days it's okay and i wasn't taught that Definitely religious trauma is a thing. I know a lot of people yeah. who have gone through like religious trauma because they've like grown up in the church and everything and then they come out of it, whether it be because they're LGBTQ or something completely different, but they come out of it going like, hey, like I can't set foot in the church because all these bad like panic attacks and memories will come back to me. And I definitely felt that the one time I broke broke into tears at church. So but I know people who have way worse religious trauma because they've had, you know, stuff done to them or they have such things instilled in them that it's so hard to break from it and you know think for yourself sometimes i have breakdowns like a lot because of my add um like uh I, I think they're called like shutdowns or something like that i've had a lot more lately um than i have in the past and i think it's just the last couple of years have been like rough on me going from like place to place and it's like if I have if I'm like so like deeply stressed and overstimulated to the point where like I will like put my headphones on and if those aren't enough and I'm still like feeling everything I just stop talking like I literally can't say words like because it takes way too much energy and so I definitely agree with that like you, you should be able to like feel your emotions in a certain way so that like you can learn to regulate them it's just so difficult for me because <laughs> I fucking hate ADD. Um, and who knows if it's ADD? I could be on the spectrum too, but I have no idea yet because I still haven't gotten puns. Um, but it's it's fucking hard because like I know in the past, like I've had little things in the past where like I always wore my headphones as a kid because it's just like it was like a comfort thing, and it's no fault of like parents or anything because they didn't really know my mom would be less of this but like whenever I'd come over to my dad's and it happened a little when I came back here this year as well they were like don't wear your headphones at the table take them off and I just like burst into tears (laughs) 
they were like, oh shit, are you okay? <laughs> it's like, I literally can't take them off or I, I, I know. Um, I just like had to like force words out of my mouth, which I, I it was only like half sentences because I literally couldn't like form sentences or words because I was just like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> ah, shut down, I'm done. So kids especially, but like everyone should be given space to feel the emotions they need to feel. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, especially when you're younger, it helps you navigate that when you get older. If you're able to feel how you feel and like you're able to find coping mechanisms for it. Yes. Yeah. And I know that my mom, for example, right now does tell me that I'm not that I'm not forced to go to things if I don't want to. But it's like something she's saying now. So I still have trauma because she didn't used to say that, but now she says it. And I'm like, okay, I understand that you feel that it's okay. But at the same time, you have, you sometimes make looks or comments that tell me, you know what, I wish you could have gone with me, that it's bad that you don't want to go with me. That, for example, when I don't want to go with my grandma, grandmother, for example, that no, no nephew likes her, no nephew visits her. And it makes me feel worse. And, it's like a lot of trauma that I got from religion and I'm struggling a lot with that. So first, that's why personally I do not like religion because it left me with a lot of problems that I'm still struggling to overcome. Yeah, don't guilt your kids, guys. Yeah. <laughs> don't guilt your kids. That makes things a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't guilt your kids. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. It also sucks if you don't know you're doing it, too, because I feel like there are some instances yeah. where, like, parents don't realize they are guilting their kids. It's because things like that have been said to them, so they yeah. don't say things to their kids, you know? As don't even realize you're doing it. Yeah, and I think most parents don't know how to deal with, like, stuff like that. So it's, like, it's not 100% their fault, but they're also not innocent either, I think. And no, exactly. In that, it's, it's kind of a cycle. Yeah, it's a... And also, there's the fact that, for example, when there are other people, like for example, my aunt's family, so my cousins and my nephews are Christian, and also my best friend, my like my that my best friend who has like my sister and her mom. So when you have people like that, they try to make you seem like a bad person for thinking certain things. Like for example, they always think, uh, they always judge me for supporting gay rights or for being part of the community and uh, for watching certain things they always make fun of me because i listen to bts and i defend bts with my life and they always make fun of me because of them they mock me and i i get angry and they make fun of how i get angry and they also try to force me to go to church which is something i hate i hate it when people try to force me to do something i really sincerely don't want to do and so yes (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's awful. <laughs> Bro, you, you, you have not seen me get pissed the way I get pissed about people who talk shit about BTS in front of me. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> like, I will get mad. And my mom now gets mad too. She's like, I get it now because, <laughs> because I'm now an army and you've like brainwashed me enough. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I have totally brainwashed her enough. But no, I get, I get. But Yori, I remember when I first was getting into BTS, because it was when Dynamite was out, and my dad watches America's Got Talent, and I think it was on America's Got Talent, I might be wrong, it was like a little like snippet, they performed Dynamite, it was the one where they performed it outside, and it was like in this like 
kind of like retro retrosque theme parky looking kind of outside mm-hmm. area. I think that was for America's Got Talent. I don't remember. And so my dad watches it. And I was, and I was like, oh, Dad, <laughs> BTS are performing on America's Got Talent. And he's like, Oh, I actually, I actually saw that. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. What'd you think? He's like, Looked like a bunch of girls. And I was like, Do you want to say that to me again? <laughs> that is the worst thing you could say to me. I swear to God. I I got mad. I was like. I was like, you want to say that to me again? Because I swear to fucking God, if you say that to me again, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. It's it's really worse when, when you're at work and some of the people you work with mm. Mm. say things. Because um, that happened to me once where, like, it was mm. so it was when I was going to Vegas to see to the BTS concert. Yeah. And I, I didn't tell my, my, one of my boss or my coworker that I was going to the BTS concert. I was saying I'm going to Vegas with my friends. They were like, oh, yeah, look, you should go do something there. And they were looking up things. And one of my coworkers was like, oh, BTS is performing. And my boss was like, what's that? And he was like, oh, oh, just some Asian group. And my boss was like, oh, oh then, then don't go to that. Like, just skip that. And I was like, <laughs> just like okay, <laughs> yep, okay. And I was just like, because, like, it's my boss. Like, I can't say the one to my, like, my boss and shit. Like, I'm just like, ooh. No, I would have turned around and would have been like, that's why I'm going. Like, we're like gritted teeth. Because I know they will make comments that aren't great. So I, I, I tend to avoid that stuff with them at my workplace. But yeah, no, I, I definitely. I have no filter. So at, like all of my workplaces, I'll be like, hey, do you like K-pop? I like K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> like I made a, I made a friend at, at TJ Maxx. So I'm, it does work out sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, but. I haven't spoken to anyone close about it, really. Like, if I hear anyone talking about anything remotely close, even, like, the other day, like, I was at work and someone was talking about, like, concert tickets on Ticketmaster, and I was like, please say it's for a K-pop group. Please say it's for a K-pop group. <laughs> and they just started talking about, like, I don't know, some kind of rap or something. Someone mentioned Coldplay, and I was like, they're not talking to K-pop. <sighs> so <laughs> I try and, like, listen in to see if anyone will mention it at all, but... I unless someone mentions it first or I notice something that's definitely K-pop related on a backpack like what happened to TJ Maxx, yeah. then I won't say anything. But if someone no, if someone fully said, "Oh, don't go to that," then if you're going to Las Vegas, I would have been like, "Too bad, that's what I'm doing." I was yeah, because I was just like, I was like, mm, okay, because I again, I made it seem like I was just going on a trip to Vegas with my friends. Like that was like my yeah. cover. I have a lot, I have lots of cover stories though doing things that work. <laughs> you're like, don't worry, I got them all. Yeah. <laughs> So that's one. That was one of them. And I was just like, mm. I was like, I like, I was like clenching my like my nails into my fist so hard because I was like, oh my god, and like, yeah, that. So when yes. someone says anything about uh, about BTS to me, I get really mad. Yeah, I know that. Like, I've like inadvertently taught people not to say certain things because of how mad I get. Like, I'm, I'm, my dad has never mentioned once again to me how they're like a bunch of girls because he knows how I reacted the first time he said it. And he's like, mm, I shouldn't say that again. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, <sighs> but, and he eventually did like dynamite. So I got him there. Um, I got there. He was like, actually, I don't mind that now. I'll hear it come on. And I'll be like, oh, this is fun. I'm like, yes, some kind of victory. But... <sighs> Well, when people say little things yeah, to me, no. even if they're like, because they don't know much, it still makes me mad. That's another like, oh, maybe I should answer the stupid questions instead. Yeah. <laughs> but, <sighs> fucking, 
you know, like, you know, have not seen me get mad except for when I get into my K-pop groups, man. So mm-hmm. this is anything. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. And then there is the fact that one time I went to church again, like it was years, years ago, years ago, literally more than six years ago. And I went to church again because I wanted to give it another try. And I remember that the day I went there, they started to give a speech about the role of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and they, how a woman should be submissive and should be caring and loving toward her husband and cook them and take care of the children and take care of the house and a lot of horrible stuff. <laughs> they tried to paint it in a really positive, beautiful, nice way. But honestly, all I could hear was awful stuff. And that like literally cemented my idea of not wanting to go to church because the moment I tried to go, they told me all of that stuff. Like, really? <laughs> So yeah, I don't have a good relationship with religion. It left me in bad shape. It's the way I burst into laughter when I heard that. <laughs> I know. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing: I my mom my mom has grown a lot about that because I remember that before she used to wish that, and it's awful. And I'm so sorry that you're gonna hear this. She wished that they would put the Russia laws here for gay people, and I was really no. shocked when I heard that. And I gave her a speech about how wrong it was. Yeah, so, oh yeah. Now that she doesn't agree, like she doesn't agree with gays, but she respects them. She's like, okay, it's fine if they live their life; it's their choice. And if they love, that's fine, as long as they don't do anything bad. Like, you know what? It's gross, <laughs> and she, I, I, she has watched some videos with me. <laughs> that of course I do pick the ones that I show her because of course I'm not gonna show her Kim Porsche because like oh my god. Oh, <laughs> I just imagine I like, this, like her mom watching Kim Porsche. <laughs> just be like oh, oh wow. God. I literally have the same thought when I watch ones with my mom. Because, like, obviously my mom is, like, against anything. She's just, like, some of the things she says makes me go, mm, not going to talk about this with her. Um, but she's obviously supportive of everyone. I, I do believe that. And But I still very much pick and choose what I watch with her. Like, I, that's why I said it multiple times on this podcast. Like, with not me, when, like, episode 10 came around, it was, like, the first episode, or episode 9, 9, 10, one where they had sex in the tent. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, this, uh, this feels like a chill one. This feels like nothing really is gonna happen, you know, sexually in it. And so I'll go watch this episode downstairs, and that's the one episode where they do it. Right like, at the beginning. Okay, goodbye. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn the TV off, and I'm gonna watch it upstairs. I gave her, like, a thing I was like, actually, I kind of want to react to this. I'm gonna turn it off. Bye. <laughs> and, and I ran away. Yep. See, this is this is why it's good to like educate people because obviously her mom has changed mind a little bit, um, or has changed at least a tiny bit. It's good, like yeah. educating people is very important, and I think it does show once you start to educate people that they do start to change their mind because it's just because people don't know. Like, they, if if people grow up in an environment where all they hear is bad, 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 bad in their ears, that's all they're gonna think because yeah. they don't see it for themselves. So I think once you educate someone, it goes very quickly from hate to, oh, actually, okay, go ahead. Whatever you want to do. I don't mind. (laughs) It can change very quickly because people realize very quickly, oh, this actually isn't a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. And she actually watches Queer Eye with me and she loves watching Queer Eye with me. Like I said, she's she's grown a lot in that sense. 
Um, Chili to watch A Tale of a Thousand Stars, A Theory of Love, uh, Together. Um, yeah, Cupid's Last Witch. And I'm going to prefer to watch Cherry Magic and Get Out to Koi. And I also want to want to make her watch my, my school president <laughs> because I think she will love them. Um, but yes, so this was my talk about religion. <laughs> it was long and I'm sorry. I, and I feel like it's in, at some point I went off topic. <laughs> so I'm sorry. It's my ADHD. I cannot control it. <laughs> Fully agree with the ADHD. I get that way too. Don't worry. But I feel like one of those shows was different from the others. Did anyone else hear Cherry Magic? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that about sex? No. <laughs> I thought. I mean, it's about a um thirty-year-old virgin who gets magic powers and can hear people. Because he's a virgin. Isn't that not what it is? <laughs> I mean, it's not sexual. It's a Japanese spell. It's not really that sexual. Really, I always thought. Well, I didn't think it was sexual because I saw like stuff come out about it, and they like didn't even kiss. Really, it's like PG thirteen. But, but I always thought be, it would be like have some kind of sexual undertone because it was about a virgin who got powers. <laughs> I mean, they kind of just like, oh, he's a virgin who has powers. That's the power. Of it. Like, it's not oh, like interesting. okay. <laughs> that's a yeah. It's not really okay. Um. So now we have two more. Sort of. One's called the last part of the religion, and then there's one more that said, I lied, this is actually the last part. <laughs> so, we got two more. Now, I do want to clarify that I, even though I said a lot of negative stuff about religion, it's just my experience with it, and it's not at all hating towards religion. I do want to clarify that. Um, because I, I don't think religion is a bad thing. I think religion is, when you use it for a bad reason, like that's that's when it's wrong. Like when you hate whilst using religion as a as an excuse, you know, for your hatred. Like no, that's not rude. I think religion can be beautiful. I just think religion is not for everyone. Doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It's just not for everyone. And I think Sana at some point will explain why she's religious. And I'm not gonna say more than that. But that's and when you see that point of view, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, yes, I, I don't hate religion for those who are religious. I am so sorry. I did not mean to say that I hate it. It's okay if you are, okay? No, I fully... I, it's like there's this quote from this comedian I like to watch, Russell Howard. Um, he's a British comedian, and he'll talk about, like, a lot of the current stuff that's happening in British government. Especially, Well, he did. He had a show called, like, Russell Howard's Good News or something. And he'd talk a lot about the current, like, news and make jokes. Uh, Because that's what he did. But I like one of the quotes that came from him was, um, I don't hate religion. I just, I think, in fact, I think it's great. That's good for you. I'm so pleased that you believe in something and happy that you have something that you believe in and can find comfort in. That's fantastic for you. And I wish that could be me. Mm. It's like, it's like, obviously, I don't hate religion. Obviously, I don't hate any specific religion. It's just, I don't personally believe in it. It's just to each their own, you know? Yeah. I I kind of agree. I think religion isn't necessarily bad. I think it's, I think at a certain point when certain people start to run religion, that kind of where it becomes like not great if certain mm. people kind of take control and kind of like, it also becomes one of those things where like, it's kind of like the telephone game where like what religion was meant to be at one point over time, mm. things get misinterpreted the wrong way and things become wrong yep. and like, end up sending the wrong message and yeah like people have like found that what is said in the bible about gay people if anything 
is literally not what was originally was said, but people still won't listen to that because they've believed it for so long that they're like, no, 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 you're lying to me. Obviously, it says this about gay people. It's like, no, it, it doesn't. Like, you won't listen to me. I swear to God, it doesn't say that. But people just won't listen because they don't care. They believed it for too long. Yeah. Okay, now we got one more. And I have seen people who are part of the LGBTQ community and they are religious. And, and I think that's a good example to see that not religion is not a bad thing for the LGBTQ community. It's just those who use it as an excuse for hating. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think when you see her Susana's explanation, it's a beautiful thing. So watch out for that part specifically. Uh, it's a really interesting part. And maybe next 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 episode when you see that, I'm going to send something also more about talking more about that. I'm not going to say exactly about what, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, I know that there's like churches that a lot of LGBTQ people are comfortable going to. I know there's one in my area that I don't know if they're still there. They were when I was little, but they had um, LGBTQ pastors. Like a lot of the pastors were themselves LGBTQ and I went to a funeral there. And I was like, that's great. That's wonderful that, that this church literally has people who are gay that are preachers and everything like that. So mm-hmm. there are definitely some churches where people are way more comfortable and are able to be themselves and are more inclusive. But there are definitely some that aren't. So it just depends on which church you feel like you want to go to and feel more comfortable in. Yeah. Yeah, there is one more message from Abby, Abby but it says to wait till episode 10. So we'll play that next week. Yeah, after Isaac and Sana's talk about religion and all that and him being gay and how they kind of live their stuff the only other thing that really gets revealed is that Isak punched Mikhail first which started a fight in that episode because he yeah, was jealous he was, as soon as he started to say that I was like oh fuck it didn't go that way yeah okay yeah <laughs> which means that Elias and his friends are not um homophobic which is no. good news for Asana I didn't think they were I was pretty sure something else happened so yeah, i just I did not know, know what the fuck it. it was yeah i was just like what the fuck happened here like it's and i'm glad it was revealed because i wasn't even sure if it was going to be revealed i thought just oop, we got in a scuffle yes like i didn't know if it was going to be revealed or not but yeah i didn't figure it was going to be about homophobia because i was like mm, i don't know it doesn't really track it tracks a tiny bit because of uh, what Yusuf was saying before about Mikhail freaking out after mm-hmm. Evan kissed him. And I was like, mm, did something maybe happen with that? But, like, I wasn't sure. So it's yeah. good to get closure on that one. So, yeah, so that's it for Scum Season 4, Episode 7, We Must Stand Together. And we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we will talk about Scum Season 4, Episode 8, The Biggest Losers in School. Yeah. We will be back after this. And we are back with the recap of SCOM Season 4, Episode 8, The Biggest Loser in School. We just talked about SCOM Season 4, Episode 7. We must stand together. Now we're talking about The Biggest Losers in School. I will say my favorite scene is in this episode. Yes, okay. So it's not in the other one. It's in this one. I I think I know what Actually, I think I know what it is. Actually, okay. might be one of my favorites of probably this season, I think, I'd say. Okay, okay. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, now that you gave me that information. Oh, what? Oh. Hmm, that's not good. Oh, no. <laughs> I just went to the wiki, and there are only, like, a synopsis for the clip, for the first clip, and all the other ones are, like, blank. <laughs> oh, no. It's fine. We'll figure oh, it out. Oh, no. 
<laughs> it's fine. I still have the episodes if I need to go scroll through them like I did with the other things. You can always make it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wiki, so <laughs> put it all in. I used to be a very top contributor. I used to be a top contributor of the Austin and Alley wiki. <laughs> really? I think it was Austin and Alley. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong. I don't know. Was it House of Anubis or was it Austin and Alley? I actually don't remember. Uh, but I was a big ass top contributor on the wiki. Like I had like badges and everything from how much shit that I put into the wiki. I was like, I'll put the descriptions. I'll put everything. Like nice. Everything that people read now about that on the wiki. That was me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the first clip is called Miss You. Released on Saturday, June 3rd, 2017 at 11.22 a.m. So we see Sana looking through photos of the girl squad. And she does text in a group chat and is like, hey, what's everyone doing? And um, Chris and Ava are hungover. And Vilda and Nora are busy with other things. Yeah, Dan, like it's a, that's another instance of... Like, she said something, and then everyone else got carried away talking and forgot that she was like, hey, can we talk? <laughs> yeah, and they talk about how Chris said that her mom um, agreed to have Ava celebrate her 18th birthday at her house. Ah. On okay. Friday, which we do see later on. Yeah, this definitely felt like a last episode to me. Like, so I'm shocked to see what else is going to happen. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we still have the whole Sana uses stuff to kind of wrap up. Yeah, true. But like the whole the whole thing about having a party usually has happened in the last episode of each season. Mm. So I was like, oh, this feels very final. But there's two more. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a kind of a cliffhanger at the end. So there is a cliffhanger. I will say that. Yeah. Then Sonic goes, and she kind of um apologizes to Alias for being mad at him. And he's like, good, and like finally, like I thought you were never gonna talk to me ever again. <laughs> Siblings. Yeah. <laughs> And she brings with Evan and says why he's not a friend with him anymore. And he says that he kind of stopped hanging out with us. Yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah, he stopped. He kind of just did a lot of random things. And Sonya said he got depressed and he just wouldn't and really talk to us. So we can't make him. Yeah, true. And I, I like the fact that in this scene, you do see that, like, no, Elias is a good person, and they did try to contact him and be like, are you okay? But he just didn't respond, and they're like, if he doesn't want to talk to us, he doesn't want to talk to us. Like, I, I do appreciate the fact that we did get to see that. Like, no, no, no. He's actually a nice person. He didn't punch anyone because he hates gay people. He didn't just drop a friend. Like, yeah. They're nice people. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I do like that we get to see the side of Elias. The next clip is called Sorry, released on Monday, June 5th, 2017 at 10.15 a.m. So we have the girl squad. Well, first it's kind of looking over at the girl squad and then joins the girl squad. Yes. And. She's going to tell them, but then. I think yeah. she's going to tell them, but then obviously circumstances get in the way. Yeah, and Ava and Bilda and Nora and Chris are kind of like. Well, Ava mainly is. She's texting Ingrid, and she's like, hey, we want off the bus. Yeah. Because we still don't know who made the head count about Vilda. We're assuming it's someone from that group. And well, it, it, it was Ingrid, and I think one of her, the, the other It girl. was Ingrid. Yeah, they admit it. They, in this text, they text back, and they're like, yeah, we're sorry about the Vilda hate account. We thought it was her. Then we found it was Isak. We laid the account. Fucking we're bitch. sorry if anything happened between <laughs> her and Magnus. Like, No, no, I'm out now. Fuck, fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> 
But Nora says, like, why would Isak make a hate account on Sarah? That doesn't make any sense. True. <laughs> and then Ava says, like, she thought Isak had changed. Oh, and now it's kind of like realizing she didn't. Because, like, she had the whole thing with Isak in season one. And then we yeah. saw at the end of season three, she, like, she was kind of, like, chill with him now. Like, they kind of, like, made him and were buddy-buddy again. Now this, she's kind of like, no, I guess. Yep. Now we're starting to ruin friendships, so I really gotta fix this. (laughs) Yeah. And then Ingrid responds again and is like, hey, can we talk about this before you're off the bus? Like, we want to have a meeting and stuff. And it was like, no, like, if you make a hate account, I'm not gonna be friends with you. Mm. And then Ava, Bill, and Nora leave. And Chris shows Sana a picture of a, what was six liter bottle? For Ava's birthday. Oh, yeah. Yep. And this is where Sonic comes clean. Yeah, I I definitely see why she did it with Chris first. And I also like that she did it with Chris first. Because Chris yeah. was, like, the first, like, friend. Like, the one that introduced her to the rest of the group. Um, And so she probably was closest with her at one point. And we know Chris wouldn't be like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? Like, like why would you do that? Like, she wouldn't be horrible. She'd just be like, wow. Oh my god, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. And so Sana says it was me, and, like, says she has to tell Ava and the others. And Chris kind of says, like, do you have to? Like... Yeah. I mean, yeah, Ava's mad at Isak now, but, like, she'll get over it. Like, it's... Yeah, I I, I was really concerned about this. I think Chris is really just trying to keep the girls together, I think. Like, yeah. Because, they, they, like, they're her squad, and, like, she doesn't want to risk breaking it up which is why i think she thinks that but i see that yeah i i, I am glad that sauna said something though even if it was an accident i'm glad that she oh, that was so awkward that i knew i knew i forgot i forgot that happened and i'm like oh no i knew the second she started that message i was like oh fuck i know i know what's gonna happen <laughs> oh, we'll geez. talk about when we get there though <laughs> the next clip is called expelled released on monday June 5th, 2017, at 7.54 p.m. So we see Sana type out a few messages to Ava. Trying to, you know, say something to her. Yeah. But then gets a bus meeting message from Sarah. Which essentially says, hey, Wednesday after school, everyone needs to come so we can talk about, like, the situation, including those who dropped out of the bus. Like, if this gets involved in the school, then people will be expelled. Like, this is really important. We all need to be there and discuss what we're going to do. Yeah. And in the comments, Ava and Bill are kind of like, no, we should report at the school. Oh, shit. We should. Now we're starting to get really bad territory. <laughs> and Ingrid responds and is like, look, talk to us first. Like, we want to explain everything before you do anything. I mean, I know it's probably from a selfish place, but I do agree that everyone should talk to each other first before any rash decisions are made, especially when it involves expulsion. I, I agree. Yeah. I think they should all sit down and talk before they decide what they're going to do. Because at this point, if this gets out, then from what Ava and Villa, I think, think is Isak, well, what they all think is Isak would get expelled, Ingrid, mm-hmm. and the other Pepsi Max girl who's with her, like, Fede or whoever the fuck that her name is, Yeah. would all get expelled. Yeah. And so, obviously, the main bus people are trying to protect Ingrid and the other girl. And then Sana calls 
Chris, but she doesn't answer. And it's where she texts Ava saying, hey, they're talking about reporting at the school. I have to tell it, tell them it was me or Isak will get expelled. The second she started typing that message out, I was like, she's not sending out to Chris. She's not sending out to Chris. She's not sending I knew. Because sometimes we'll see like the thing up top that'll be like, to this person or something like that. Or have like a picture beside. No, I was like, fuck. She's sending this to Ava or someone. She's like, this is not going to be good. Mm. <laughs> well, it makes sense because she was just typing out the message to Ava originally. Yeah. Then, that's yeah. yeah, that's what I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, then more comments in the thing, one from Olivia who says it's totally nerdy to report it to the school. And one from Sarah who says, I made up with Isak and he apologized. I understand you're angry with Ingrid and Leia for the Vilda account, but talk to them. If they report to the school, everything will be exposed and Isak can be expelled too. It'll also be very bad for the bus. And this is when Ava texts back to Sun and is like, question marks? I don't think this message was for me. It is for real. Oh, no. This was bad. This was... I was like, dude. You are not texting this to Chris. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. What's that? Yeah. I always like to, I always like to quote this, but I can't fucking remember what it's, what the exact quote was. I feel like it was, this here is a goddamn bitch of an unsatisfactory situation or something like that. It's, it's from, um, oh, what's it called? Brokeback Mountain. Which I'm pretty sure you haven't seen. I haven't. But you should. Even though you'll cry. You won't cry. You don't cry. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's still sad. Here you go. You know, friend, this is a goddamn bitch of an unsatisfactory situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my favorite, one of my favorite quotes from the movie. It's so funny to say. <laughs> so then the next clip is called, It Was Me, Not Isak. Oh dear. Released on Tuesday, June 6, 2017 at 4.10pm. So, Sana is leaving a voice message to Ava saying like, hey, I told everyone it was me, not Isak. And I apologize to Sarah. Then Chris calls her, and she gets in touch with her, and sounds like, hey, have you talked to them? And she says, not really. But they did chat a bit. And Chris says they're a bit mad, but she thinks it will pass soon. And they said that ever since the bus stuff happened, that Sana has changed. And that they don't really like her as much anymore. Oh, that's that hurts to hear because she starts crying and it's like imagine losing all your friends just like that I know. and finding out that they don't like you much anymore like that's ow this is so heartbreaking and it's so sad she's she like do you think they'll come to the bus meeting tomorrow and chris is like i don't know but i'll be there like i'll definitely be there i fully it was so interesting because i was like oh yeah she's gonna be there and then when she didn't turn up for a bit i was like oh my god not even chris likes me Oh, God. Like, I was so upset. Then we kind of get a um, voice overlay of Sana explaining what she texted in the group chat to the girls. Which leads into our clip on Wednesday, June 7th, 2017 at 3.59pm. Hope you have space. And her message is essentially, hi, when I was in ninth grade, my like a social worker said I had anger issues. And I thought, fuck her, she don't know what she's talking about. Um, but now she's starting to realize that maybe she was right, and she does have anger issues. Mm. She's angry that she's not Muslim enough, and she's not Norwegian enough, and she's not Moroccan enough. She's not chill enough, or not pretty enough. Like, she has all these things where she's never enough. And 
she let it become so important to her that she would be able to fit in on the rest bus because she wasn't able to fit in anywhere else. I definitely have felt that. Yeah. I've definitely felt that in my life where I don't feel like I'm like, especially in the past, like not as much recently, but especially in the past, I felt like I wasn't British enough because I lived over here and I liked the UK too much and wanted to live over there too much. So I wasn't an American enough to live over here because I'd always be talking about UK food and be speaking like with an accent sometimes. And I fucking hear, I was like, oh, do I not belong anywhere? Like it's a horrible feeling sometimes. Yeah. Not feel like you're enough for certain spaces that you feel like you're supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. But then Sonic says that she realized it's not important to her if she's Muslim enough, Moroccan enough, Norwegian enough. And it just as she belongs with them. The biggest losers in school. She's sorry for what she does and she doesn't give a shit if she's expelled. She just wants them to forgive her. And we see in the message that all four of them have seen it. But none of them yeah. have responded. I was like, none of them are responding. They've all seen it. It was, oh, I hurt. I loved the message, though. I was like, maybe this message will do it because, like, this is a really good message. It kind of explains things, and it's apologizing as well. And it's 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 a good message, and for them to maybe be like, okay, maybe maybe she's still fine. But like, I was very worried about the fact that we didn't see them for a while. Yeah. So maybe not. (laughs) So Sana's there with. The Pepsi Max girls and Sarah's like, are they coming? It's meaningless to do it without them because we all agree. And Sarah tries calling them a few times. Bro, I was so upset. I was like, not even Chris is her friend now. <laughs> no answer. And Ingrid points out that, and she says, like, do they understand that if they, like, get, like, us in trouble for the Vilda hate account, then we'll have to come clean about the Sarah hate account that you did? And mm-hmm. Sana's like, I'm I, like, I'm pretty sure they understand that. Like, they know. Yeah. She's like, I don't think they care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl's like, okay, they're not coming. Let's just head out. They all start getting up. But then. This is my favorite scene, for sure. The music with it is so great. I just love the whole thing. <laughs> it's so good. You it's hear so Sana being called in the background. As the girls go pull up in a bus or a van that says Lost Losers on it. The smile on Sana's face cured any sadness I've ever had in my life. (laughs) (laughs) That was just everything to me. It's so good. And Sana runs over them. They hug. They high five. They're all like greeting each other. Vilda says if you fuck with Sana, you fuck with us. Norris says bye bitches and they all flipped him off. Fuck yeah. And they drive away. Let's go. So good. <laughs> I, that's my favorite scene of 100%. That was so good. And that's actually, um, I believe the actress who plays Nora, that's her favorite scene too. Really? Oh. Yeah, I think I remember I seeing a clip of her getting interviewed and she said that that was her favorite scene. Hell yeah, me too, girl. <laughs> it's so good. And the last clip is called Wishing All Good Things to Your Heart, released on Friday... June 9th, 2017, or 7.46 p.m. So we're at Chris's house and having Ava's 18th birthday party. Yeah, I I swear to God, I thought this was like such last episode energy because we're having a party. (laughs) I mean, you can't have a party without it being the end. I know, but like all the previous seasons have had like a party at the end. (laughs) Well, you haven't seen the end yet. Maybe there's another party. Maybe there's another party. All right. (laughs) You don't know. Many a party. 
Hell yeah. Well, there's got to be a part. Do they have the rust stuff? Or we not see that? No. So I will tell you now, because they are only in um, second year and not third year. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were just planning for the third year with all the rust stuff. Okay. But we never actually get to see that come to fruition, which is sad. Damn. Yeah, so everyone's here. Like, literally, everyone's here. The girl squad, the boy squad, the balloon squad. Like, everyone's kind of mix and matching. Linden and Skilled are here. Like, everyone's kind of, like, thrown in. They're mix and matching. Bill is talking with Lynn. Isak and Evan are playing um the little hammerball game with Alias mm-hmm. and Mikal. Aww, yay! <laughs> like everyone's, everyone's made up, yeah. and we're all having fun. Yeah, they've all kind of meshed together to celebrate Eva's birthday. Yay! Then at the table. Sia looks over at Yusuf, who kind of looks back at her, but also might think that she's looking over at Nora, too, because she's sitting right next to her. Mm. Then they're singing the birthday song to Eva. Then she blows out her candles, and the girls give her the big present, which is the six-liter bottle of, I think, champagne or something. Yeah, it's like a giant-ass bottle of champagne. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, then they all dance. Everyone's having a good time. They open the bottle of champagne. Kind of gets everywhere. A little bit. Yes, of course. <laughs> Sana's just sitting on the side watching. Obviously, she doesn't want to be like out near the champagne, so she's just watching from the side, just chilling. Yeah. Admiring. But then Nora comes over to her, and she's like, oh, so you're here. Um, And Sana says, yeah, she's a bit tired from fasting. And Nora asks, oh, are they going well? And Sana says, only three hours, 14 minutes, and 32 seconds left. So. Which means she is keeping track. Is this my question? Do they count every day? No. So it's, I believe you fast from, you can't eat when the sun comes up until the sun goes down. Oh, okay. And it's a certain amount of days because of Yes. I believe I could, I am not Muslim. I could be wrong. If anyone who knows more about this would like to fill me in, please feel free. If I'm wrong, let me know. That is just from what I I gathered because... I'm pretty sure when Jamila and Sana were talking, Jamila said there are like six, six hours left, but obviously this is like a week in between, so. Yeah. I know. That's why I was like, when she said that, I was like, hold on. But it yeah. was six a couple of days ago. <laughs> so I was confused, but now, I, okay, I understand a bit more. Yeah. And then Sana admits to us, Nora, that she likes Yusuf. And Nora's like, I fucking knew it. Like, I knew it. Come on, I'm not stupid. <laughs> and Sana says, I understand that there's something between you two, and Nora's like, no, no, nothing. There's nothing at all. Nothing. Yeah, I was like, exactly. Thank you for confirming my obvious thoughts. (laughs) But Sana said, like, oh, but I saw you guys hooking up. And Nora's like, no, okay, here, read this. And gives her the text messages. And so we go back and forth. Yusuf says, hi, sorry I freaked out and left suddenly yesterday. It didn't have anything to do with you. And Nora says, hi, don't worry. Sorry for being all over you. I had nothing to do with you either. Oh, yeah. Because she was in, sad about Yeah, that. obviously they were both just sad because the person they actually, like, either doesn't like them back or moved on that. or they were both in a vulnerable place. And Yusuf was like, have you talked to Sana? And Nora was like, no, what's up? And he's like, can you not tell her about that? And she's like, is there something between you? And he's like, no, I don't know. I like her a bit. Mm-hmm. And she like, I bet she likes you. I'm freaking out here. I didn't know. 
and Yusuf said, I don't think she likes me, because, like, we, there was a, kind of a moment, but then she blocked me. I just don't want her to think I'm hooking up with her friends or anything. Oh. And Nora's like, okay, I won't say anything. And Yusuf is like, are you sure? Because she's super cold. This is, like, another day late or something. <laughs> and Nora's like, I haven't, but she's been stressed about the exams. And he's like, okay. And she's like, do you want me to try talking to her about you? And he's like, maybe. And she says, I can say that you like her. Is that Will that help? And he's like, I don't know, is it a good idea? <laughs> and she's like, you'll never know. And then a, a few days later, he's like, hey, did you talk to her? And she says, sent her a text, but I didn't get any reply. And he said, what do you say? And she says, oh, I wanted to tell you something nice. Which goes back to a few episodes ago when that yeah. text was sent. I like how we're seeing all this now come to front. Come to front. <laughs> yeah. And then Yusuf says, I met with San and I think she hates me. Um, I don't want her to hate me. I swear she and I are soulmates. That's how you get me. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, you're going to like that. That's how you get me. That's how you do it. Thank you very much. I now ship it. I shipped it already. But like, no, I really, really ship yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, soulmates. She doesn't hate you. And then he says, I wanted to tell her that I like her. But instead, I just act like an asshole and took her ball. Am I 12 years old or what? Oh, he's all self-conscious and shit. This is fucking cute. I like them. <laughs> yeah. And then Nora's like, hey, did you tell Sana that you like her? And he says, no. And Nora says, oh, well, we talked about you at school. And he's like, what do you say? And Nora says, I think she likes you. And he's like, she said that? And she's like, no, she said she didn't like you. But the way she said it makes me think that she likes you. You get exactly. what I'm saying? And Yusuf is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Not at all. What are you talking about? That makes no sense. Like, don't worry. It's a girl thing. <laughs> yeah. So now we get confirmation. Yusuf likes Sana. Sana likes Yusuf. Nora doesn't Yay. like Yusuf. And she's shipping it. We all shipping it. Yeah. And then there are a few cute. looks from Yusuf and Sana. Yes. But then Sana says, like, hey, I have to tell you something. I, I was like, what are you talking? I was like, I, was, I had no idea what this was. Because we didn't see her do the email thing, we had no idea. Exactly. We just saw her look at the email password. So I didn't remember that. And I was just like, what? What is she talking about? Like, so I don't know what she, I thought she was talking about. <laughs> at all yeah. well well she says like hey don't be mad and i was like oh god what is that and I, thought, says, I think for a second i thought she was gonna say like oh remember when i was trying to get you to go out with like a bunch of different guys or i was trying to get you to like go to this like mixer or something like that i just didn't want you to date him or something like i thought she was gonna mention that but i was like that doesn't seem like a big thing so i don't know what it no i feel like now the nora knows it's not like yusuf but yeah well before Sana can say anything Ava's like, um. Nora. The second she said that, Nora turned around. I was like, "Hello!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like so excited. I was like, "It's not. There's no way." <laughs> yes. I'm. I'm glad you kept this hidden. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I also realized you probably kept it hidden because you just didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Wilhelm is back. Yeah. Fuck yeah! I was trying to get you so hard to be like, okay, they are done so hard. Like, that I, will I never know. see it again. You, I was trying I so hard. No clue. You did well. I had no clue. I thought well, you good. were I'm glad. I'm glad I was able to throw you off and surprise you, I guess. <laughs> you really did. Well done. <laughs> I was really hoping you would be mad at him for everything, and then when he came back, you'd be like, fuck him. But that didn't work. So, 
Alex, I don't no. think it worked. Did it work? No, no it didn't work. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> you tried your best, but I, I, some I tried. ships cannot be destroyed. Well, I tried, but you were just like, oh, well, the season two bubble is nice. I'm like, forget that, that. Look at the now. I like my bubble. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, anyway, Wilhelm's back. He says thanks for the email to Nora. And Sansa's just in the middle and just like, uh-oh. I know she stood up and I was like, oh, she emailed me. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But, damn. <laughs> I'm very excited to see what comes from this. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's the end of the episode. Wow. There are two more episodes left. Yay! Title vibes. <laughs> Title vibes for the finales. Oh. Season 4, episode 9 is called Life is smiling. Life is smiling? Life is smiling. Interesting. I have zero clue what that could be for. Maybe Yusuf would say that? I feel like Yusuf would say that. I don't know. And season four, episode ten, the finale, official finale. Official finale. It's called Thanks for Everything. Aww. That makes me kind of sad. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe we're ending. I can't believe we're almost done. Oh my god. I know. I'm like so sad. I'm getting like sad now. Oh. I'm glad I got to watch this. This is fun. I, I, hey, you know what? Hey, look, we'll get to talk more next next week, and then we have our after show, and then we're actually done. But like. And then we're actually done. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. And then you get to send me a new show. Yes. Hell yeah. Do you have any in mind yet? <laughs> I think I know what I'm going to do. Okay. I think so. I don't, I have no hints or no thoughts about what you could be. <laughs> I literally don't know. Wait, I might. I might. I might. Okay, you might. Have a thought. Okay. I'm like 95% sure I know what it is. Okay. Because it, 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 it's one I want to do a rewatch on. And I think it'd be fun for you to watch too. And I definitely think that it would be a good time. I think people would like it. So. I have I have kind of a thought that I don't know if you were like there are more thoughts for but okay I think I have like one thought we'll see if that thought's correct okay a single thought okay would be yeah I have maybe maybe two thoughts but specifically one because I don't really know much about the other so I don't know if you'd want to rewatch it necessarily so I have one thought okay well you have two weeks to think more about the thoughts so okay (laughs) and more thoughts but. Yes, that is our recap of Scum Season 4, Episode 7, We Must Stick Together, and Scum Season 4, Episode 8, The Biggest Losers in School. Hell Next yeah. week, we will talk about Scum Season 4, Episode 9, Life is Smiling, Scum Season 4, Episode 10, the series finale. Thanks Whoa. for everything. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited. I am too. So, we will see you all then. See you then. Bye, everyone. Bye.